On this week's Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap the super wild card weekend, and then we go into previewing the divisional round. All right, let's go. Episode of the Third and Forever Football Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Ons, joined as always by my co host, Kevin Old. Kevin, how are we doing? Ah, uh, you know, a little bored. There wasn't much on TV this weekend. God. This was, this was ironically I mean, like there were only six games, but I watched all of them. So I think it might have been like my densest football weekend of the whole, the whole year, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. But it I, was a lot. <laughs> Holy I, shit. Uh, I remember I was getting through. The Bears Saints game, which felt like an eternity. Oh man! Um, and it got through the end of it near the end. I'm just like, oh my gosh, we still have another game, a full game a left. A whole another <laughs> game. I mean, six games, two days, like 22 hours roughly of football. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, and it's more <laughs> of a slog too, because at least from my own personal experience, you know, like there are there are Sundays where you know you watch noon games and three o'clock games and then yeah. you know that night it's kind of the same thing you know, it, it seems like the same thing on its face but actually i mean unless you're sitting down and like picking a game from the you know the two hours where a bunch of games are happening at once you're probably watching red zone which is just a little more like over here over there i mean when you have to sit down and there's just there's a three-hour Bears saints game in front of you there's a three-hour Rams seahawks game and you're like this is there's no break. It's just this. All there's no there there are huge stretches without excitement or energy. It's it's a marathon. It's 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 unlike anything I've done before in terms of football watching. Yeah, and like and I I don't know, maybe it's because we've been this is now our, you know, second full season doing this um podcast and so it's I I think because of it, like we we watched football a lot before we started mm-hmm. recording our thoughts. But like since then, I think we can both agree that we've probably ingested, like, significantly more football or more NFL. Yeah, I know before and, this, like, I was, you know, I was Packers and kind of NFC right. North. But, I mean, you show me a Bills-Colts game and I wouldn't really care that much, you know? Like, right. Yeah. And and I and I think it's it's just, it's interesting because we get a, uh, I don't know, it, it, I didn't feel like it was, I didn't feel like fatigued by it, but it was just kind of one of those moments where, I was like, wow, that's literally I've consumed so much. And like we're not we're obviously not alone in that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a great weekend. It's, I, I it's really the same enjoyed. kind of feeling where like you sit down, you know, like I don't know, like eleven AM on a Saturday and you start playing like a video game and you're like, Oh fuck, it's nine PM. I've been doing this for ten hours. And you, just, right. you, kinda, you feel guilty a little bit. You're like, geez, yeah. all these responsibilities that I've just been ignoring, but it doesn't matter. No. Um, all right. With that being said, I think what we're going to do, we're going to go through, we're going to go through each game. Um, obviously not spending a whole lot of time on each of them because there are six. Um, but we are going to talk about that wild card weekend. Yeah. And we're going to give our thoughts kind of like what we saw, what we didn't see, um, or, you know, what we liked, what we didn't like, and just getting ready for the division round. So that's kind of what we're going to do each week as we go through the playoffs. We'll spend a little more time on the games as they get less and less. So there you go. And we're not going to um, go through our brackets right now because Adam's really embarrassed at all of his picks. 
Not really. I Half mean, of I, his picks. I I mean the, the the difference that we really had was the. I mean, we the only difference that you and I shared was the the Bears Saints. The Bears Saints, but you also had the Seahawks going a lot farther than I had them going. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, okay. <laughs> I guess one game farther. I don't know. It, yeah. Regardless, I know that I'm. I I haven't run the numbers, but I know that I'm winning. So I'm gonna I'm gonna press that advantage okay. here. Um. And so, uh, in this, let's start. We're gonna start. Obviously, the number two Bills defeated the number seven Colts, twenty-seven twenty-four. Um, it, it was closer than we expected it to be. I think it was closer but, than we expected, and I think that was kind of a product of. I mean, the Colts have a great defense this year. They have, you know, kind of exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they picked up Buckner in the offseason. And, you know, the, the whole season, they've they've played really well. And so yeah. the Bills have a high-powered offense. It, so it was kind of a meeting of strengths, you know, high-powered offense for the Bills, high-powered defense for the Colts. And, you know, on the other side, it was kind of middling to sometimes mediocre, sometimes pretty decent, you know, on the other side of the ball for those two teams as well. And so that, I think... I felt like they were pretty evenly matched, all things considered. So it wasn't super exciting, but it was close. Yeah, and and I think what worries me a little bit about this. So we are obviously we're pretty high. You are especially very high on the Bills coming into the playoffs. Still love those. Um, one thing I noticed here, they have zero balance. No, they are, no they balance whatsoever. No balance, and that that is what I'm. You know, this game, I think. Well, and the Colts, didn't, they, they didn't Zach win. Moss get hurt in this game, too? Not to say that's why they don't have balance, but that will contribute to an even greater lack of balance. No, but at the same forward. time, like, I mean, 10 carries for their two running backs total yeah. throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. And what, in a game which they were controlling the, the majority bi- of. The Bills are a Madden offense. You know, like calling yeah. run play, there are plenty of people out there that play Madden that just never call run plays because they're just, they're not fun. And right. if you're not playing on a high difficulty or whatever, you can, you can just go down the field and just pass 80 times and win a game, you know? And so mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's weird. I don't think I've ever seen a team this unbalanced, except for maybe the Chiefs, you know, kind of have this sort of postseason success and, I guess to stay yeah. season success. But at the same time, when they have a player like Playoff Damien, I mean, like he, oh, you know, yeah. he was the the <laughs> the heart and soul of that that run last year. And so I just, I don't know. I I worry that this that this is, will be their downfall. Mm-hmm. I, I I just well, and and not I have to, a hard time seeing it. Yeah, not to spoil what's coming on the pipe when we preview the divisional round. But the Bills are playing the Ravens this week. That is a hilarious contrast. A yeah. team that cannot run versus a team that cannot fucking pass. And yeah. so it's it's interesting and I agree it's definitely it's definitely a weakness for the Bills because but, they can't salt like the, away at games. The, at least what you could say and I, we, we might I might say that I, I'll save this just for the preview, but going back to the, the Colts Bills, like I I don't know. I I just think that at the end of the like at, at some point you know, the mm-hmm. clock's going to strike midnight, and and I just don't... Well, it, it's a serious <sighs> downside to not be able to get out to a lead and then be able to kind of, you know, play it safe, run the ball, and kind right. of milk clock like that. Because you look at, you know, like a team like the Packers, who, you know, you score three touchdowns the first three drives like they've done a couple times this season, and then, you know, to a fault, you could say that they kind of take their foot off the gas, but... There is something to be said for having a running attack that can still sustain some drives and you know keep your opponent, you keep your opponent's offense off the field. 
And right. I don't think the Bills can do that. I mean, they put up a 50-burger on the Dolphins because they physically can't run the clock out. Like, yeah. it's weird. I, yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean, I liked how their, their defense played well, but at the same time, they kind of... I think a lot of that had to do more of, like, Phil Rivers just kind of being old and his shot put throw. And, it, yeah, just, and every every throw he makes is kind of telegraphed. So a lot of the time, like, how does he complete those? Um, I don't know. It's I, weird. I, and talking about Rivers specifically, I, I mean, I was watching, we were watching him, you know, together in this game. We were watching the game mm-hmm. uh, from the same place. And, you know, he he just looks... I'd say it's almost like it's worse than the end of Peyton Manning's career. I just don't see a way that really any team has a solid shot to the Super Bowl with Phillip Rivers at this point. I, I've i heard talk of, you know, oh, they're going to re-sign him in Indy. Is he going to go somewhere else next year? I mean, probably a quintessential Bears move would be to sign him, but I just don't see any franchise making a good move in signing Phillip Rivers. Yeah, no, at this point, he is a, a a transitional quarterback at the moment. I mean, he's not – that's kind of what he was when he went to, to Indianapolis. You know, I think he had a good year, consider all things considered. Yeah. And he's never had a pretty throwing motion ever, but it's like it's worse with age because, like, he, oh, yeah. he just can't throw it that as far anymore, mm-hmm. which I don't know why he was in there in the last play of the game, although that was definitely that was like so pass interference. Funny. I mean, but like, it's a hail mary. There's no rule. Yeah, it, hail mary. oh, like it, it gets called. Apparently, don't don't make me bring it up. Hail marys <laughs> get called, get penalties. I guess. <laughs> Just ask me about the Bucks game. Throw back a couple weeks, but. Um, well, that, that was on that was on Gronk. The poor guy just came out of retirement. I mean, cut him a break. Yeah. Okay. Um, poor little guy. So, I don't know. I I think yeah. that the the Colts they have a good young group of guys. Well, the, until the Colts... they have a long term quarterback. The, they're going to be in this weird no man's land. Like, yeah, I don't know. And, and I've been thinking about the Colts, you know, kind of their offense as a whole unit. I think they found a guy that they can kind of rely on with Jonathan Taylor. I think Marlon mm-hmm. Mack it was in a contract year this year before he, you know, had to miss the entire thing with injury. I wouldn't necessarily expect him back, but the Jonathan Taylor Naeem Hines combination is is potent. Um, their offensive line is fine for the most part. I think they kept Rivers, who is completely immobile, upright most of the year. Their receiver options are weird, though, because you like the top of the list. T.Y. Hilton, who has disappeared off the face of the earth, he's on milk cartons now. He just is so rarely impactful, and he used to be such a big deal. Pittman doesn't seem like he's quite there yet, and then they have like six tight ends who are all whelming you know like they're not under or over they just like they're they're fine but they're not great yeah. they're not like a waller or a kelsey so i don't know they got some question marks to fill and i think their defense is probably pretty good next season i'm really curious you know what they do in the draft this year or for agency things like that because they definitely could get back to the playoffs next year but they got to answer some questions yeah and they're in a, they're you know kind of in a good division to do it like the afc south <laughs> is always kind of has always been a weird division. Like they kind of just, no team is like elite. They're all just kind of like knocking on the door. So it's always kind of up for grabs. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, you it's say that about every division, division where they're like, oh, any team could be any team, but the, the, it's real. It's, it's real, real in, this real in like, the AFC South. Because yeah, the, le- the season started with the Jaguars' only win of the season over the against, Colts. Against the Colts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it just, nothing makes sense. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's all I had for this game, I guess. 
Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the the second game. Uh, the number six Rams defeating the number three Seahawks. So, so this one, um, this it, it, it's to be noted, Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator for the last four years, I want to say, for the Seahawks, was fired uh, this week. Uh, rightfully so. I, I mean, I think he only gets, he's never really been good wherever he's gone. He has a job because of his dad, Marty, but that's, that's kind yeah, of it. Well, um, and also, I mean, Russell Wilson will, will fix a lot of, he'll patch a lot of holes in an offensive yeah. game plan. He's such a talented quarterback. Yeah. And, and I think it's just, he, the beginning of the, like, it, it was a, and it was cited for Pete Carroll for saying like philosophical differences amongst like the team direction they want to be in. And, I, I don't, this is so puzzling to me. Like I'm, I didn't want the Seahawks to like, I don't care about this game. Like I have, I have the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, but that's just because I thought they'd be going back to what they were, what was working offensively in the beginning of the year. Apparently not. Not. No, they just, it's just baffling play calls. Um, the offensive line granted the Rams probably have one of the better defensive lines in the league. Yeah. Especially by far the best defensive player in the league. And Aaron Donald has been pretty much. He's the highest he's been in the league defender. I think every season of his entire career. Yeah. I mean, he could, you could make a case that he could win defensive player of the year every year. And I would be like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the Donald defensive Ward. player who is an Aaron Donald of the year. Yeah. award. Um, and I, and I think it's, it's interesting that they just, uh, they they continue to let him, you know, Russell Wilson basically run around for his life in this game. Like they don't they don't adjust. There was no adjustments in this game. No. Nope. And it's against John Wolford, who was in there for a couple series, and then he got out the nasty hit mm-hmm. by Jamal Adams. Um, and uh, he went to the hospital. Well, Goff is he, comes is he in. Okay, I don't, have, I don't have know how checked Goff. On him yet? I, he has. He's probably he has fine. one. What? I said, have we checked on John Wolford or whatever his name is? is he, is he okay? I don't know. Can yeah, he he's, walk? he's probably. I haven't heard anything, okay. and I kind of feel bad now. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. But either way, Jared Goff <laughs> with one thumb. I mean, it's yep. his throwing thumb. And he ended up still going 9 of 19, 155 for a touchdown. And, like, granted, one of that was on, like, I think 44 yards. But it, it still was... Yeah, it should not have happened. You, it you, should not have you happened. take away the Rams uh, seven points off the pick six, which, you know, isn't the Seahawks defense's fault. So the defense allowed 23 right. points. If you yeah. as the Seahawks with, you know, probably a future Hall of Fame quarterback, two mm-hmm. awesome receivers, pretty good running back. You can't you can't break 23 in a playoff game. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And we know that they could. That's the thing. I feel like I, I'm i really curious what happened to the Seahawks in the middle of the year where they just decided to change everything. Yeah. Like, it's it's very strange. And I'm very curious, you know, with the firing now, what who they are next year. Because I feel like Pete Carroll likes to run the ball, too. At least that's my impression. No, yeah, he 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 definitely does, and and I I think it's and it's not like they're not working. Chris Carson, you know, four point. They won a bunch of games in the back half of the season. Yeah, yeah, and I just think it's weird because they just continued. It seems like they just continue to handicap Russell Wilson. Like he has to play with one arm behind his back. It's Mm -hmm. a little strange. Um, I don't know. I think this game also would be different with fans i think we're we're gonna see that more and more as the playoffs go on here 
Yeah, um, you got to pack Lumen's Field. Yeah, it used to be CenturyLink Field. Now it's, it's Lumen cool. Lumen Field. Now I guess uh, I don't know. That's that's um, not even like a cool name. Like that sucks. No, but like Seattle is, you know, they have a, a strong following for the Seahawks, um, and they, it, it's a harder place to play, especially in the playoffs. Um, especially for Wolford or, you know, people that aren't as experienced with that. I think Goff has enough experience that right. it wouldn't have been, you know, a huge setback. But I, yeah, I, I think you're right. It would have been a factor. Um, yeah. I have a note in this game. Uh, DK Metcalf is mentally soft. I think I said that out loud. We were watching. Yeah. Um, he, Jalen Ramsey got all up in his head. <laughs> they were showing slow motion replays of the two of them jawing. And I mean, he dropped some balls. He did catch a touchdown at one point should be noted, but got two, two touchdowns. He got two. Oh, well, there we go. See, it shows how close I was paying attention, but I, he's fun to watch, but he's very volatile. And I feel like he's going to Antonio Brown himself in like two years. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it, it's not I, I can understand him being frustrated, but at the same time it's like, dude, come on. You gotta you gotta have a little bit more like mental fortitude. Also you're like eight inches taller than Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> like I don't know. I just always laugh when you got, you know, corners who are on the low end of six feet and you got, you know, wide receivers like Metcalf who are just these monstrous human beings and one of them clearly is living rent free in the other one's head. It's very funny to me. Yeah, I mean, Jalen, Jalen Ramsey, by all accounts, I I think he is just... He's awesome. He's, he's just really amazing. Yeah, like he's he, really what good he's at done, What he's done this year against, like, he had to play, face DeAndre Hopkins twice and DK Metcalf three times. I, I It's like, it's shock, like, it's staggering how... Mm-hmm how little production those two guys have. Well, that, and that's the beauty of, of him getting in DK's head is that this is going to keep happening for at least the next, you know, couple of years you got to imagine. So it'll yeah. be really fun to kind of watch that develop. Um, the Rams defense is, is very good. I'm sure we'll get to that later. Um, mm-hmm. And they had, you know, three kind of injury notes on this game. Aaron Donald left with ribs. Cooper cup had an ankle or something, I think. And it was a it was a bone bruise, a like bone a bruise contusion on his yeah. knee. Okay, yeah, and then those those two guys, as it stands right now, are are looking very likely to play. And then Goff has his thumb, mm. obviously, but if he played last week, I'm willing to bet he'll play this week. So right, yeah, I think they'll. I think all three play. Um, I think it would, and they all immediately they said Cooper Cups was it was not bad, like it's not yeah. serious. And and then and Donald's, Donald's like, been talking this week about playing. how he's he's gonna play. Yeah. So And that's what McVay said too. So Yep. He'll be there. All right, let's let's move on to the football team against the Bucks. So the Bucks obviously defeated the football team thirty one twenty-three. Um I, I wanna read you a headline. Can we can we play okay. that game? Sure. This is a real headline that I found when I, I clicked on this game, you know, to kind of refresh my memory when I was writing up my notes before before this uh, before we recorded. Mm-hmm. Brady outduels Heineke, leads Bucks to playoff win. Outduels, he's getting credit for beating a practice squad quarterback. Kinda, I hate Tom Brady so much. Because he wrote that. Because he wrote that headline. I hate the apparatus around Tom Brady. I hate. I hate the society <laughs> Tom Brady has insulated himself within. 
Tom Brady is responsible for all the world's problems. And I don't know. I mean, you're he, so ridiculous. You looked good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's now to the point where like, this is just a shtick. I don't know. I don't I, like who it started I, as a shtick and now it's real. That's the problem. No, it, just, it was like, a shtick. And now I really I, I feel hate like, him. I feel like you're just like, projecting on onto tom brady like, i probably did, am. did someone bully you named tom growing up like initials of tb or someone there, that looked there like were identical or... twins at my school named tom and brady and they were just, just horrible to me like i just <laughs> don't understand <laughs> i mean okay but, but can we talk about about heineke because that was kind of fun to watch yeah no i mean he he got him he earned himself you know, a couple million dollars. He, I think, he will be a very serviceable backup. They call that sure. they call that a, a a Flynn, a Matt Flynn. Yeah, I think he great. will. He's not a he's not a franchise quarterback. Let's let's stop that right here. I, I um, was going to say that. I I was hoping that you would say he was, so I could say no, he's cool. not. Because no, I've seen some people like, oh, Heineke. I'm like, it was one game. It's it's <laughs> and it's a defense that had zero preparation on well, and I mean, you can't they, you prep know, on him because there's no you can't tape. prep on that yeah yeah so <laughs> i i think there, there's a reason he's not a starter or like it's not like oh we just forgot about it. it's like no he's been given shots he's, he's he was with the vikings backup. he was with the, the vikings for a couple years mm-hmm. uh, as a practice squad guy was going to be our quarterback too when uh and then he ended up like kicking a door and it, injuring his knee like, I, I don't know. It was like a Big weird time football guy injury. Yeah. He kicked a door, injured his knee and he couldn't play. So then we cut him because it's like, well, we're not going to keep a, you know, he was like going to be like, okay, here's our backup. Okay. And we cut him and then he bounced around and then, you know, he went to the, it was the XFL or the AAF or whatever it was. And, but he's, um, a, he's a solid backup. In a yeah, pinch, if sure. you need him, because he has swagger. As a backup, you just need to not yeah. act like a backup. That's right. Ninety percent of it. His his ceiling is having a season like Case Keenum did with us in 2017. That's his ceiling. Mm-hmm. I think like it has to have everything breaks right. He needs talent around him. He's not going to be. You know, it, it's a good story, but like, let's call it what it is. He's a backup quarterback. All time facial expressions. He, he wasn't. He didn't have that, you know, before this game. So now mm-hmm. he definitely will be some team. I think Washington should bring him back. Um, obviously, the only reason he wouldn't come back is if some team for some reason says, yeah, that's the guy we Here, want. Here's here's the happy medium. <laughs> Washington brings him back. And obviously, they got to bring in somebody else. And then you have them, even if it's mostly not true, quote unquote, compete. And that way... You know, you kind of satisfy both camps, and if you brought in somebody else and you like them better, right. I mean, if you want to do a season with Heineke, you are the football team, so it's not like it really matters. Yeah. But I, I don't I know. Am I am curious. Just... I am always curious though, like what what their season would have looked like. I know they went seven and nine, and still made the playoffs, but like what would their season look like, like if plus or minus wins? Smith? Like if they went or if they went with Heineke the whole time, because oh. obviously they had Dwayne Haskins to start, mm-hmm. and that wasn't very good. And then they went to Alex Smith and won him a couple games, but it's like he wasn't he wasn't producing. He was game manager at that point. Yep, it's amazing that he's playing, but well, like, and that, and that's obviously has the upside because you look at that, that offense. And I mean, they got Gibson, who's good. They got yep. uh, Scary Terry, who's good, and yep. they got Logan Thomas, who's good, and at tight yeah. end. And so, like, I mean, they got weapons there if you have a quarterback that can get the ball to them. I mean, in their backup McKissick's running back, McKissick. great. McKissick's yeah. probably one of the better change of pace running backs in the league. I mean, in terms of catching the ball, 
Um, you yeah, can throw, a, throw them all around. He's an all-time third down back in the spirit yeah. of, you know, Naeem Hines we talked about earlier in Indianapolis. It's the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, I feel like I'm talking myself into Heineke now, but I'm I'm curious <laughs> what happens to him. I know. I, I I think it's it's always like, you know, what what would their season be? Like if he got a full 16 games or a full mm-hmm. even, you know, eight games. It doesn't have to be a full season. I mean, he, he's been good. I thought, you know, when he came in before and they decided to go with Alex Smith, and I was like, maybe they should just stick with this Heineke guy because, like, he gives them, you know, I've said the players, the teammates, you know, Chase Young really likes him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, here's, you know, he does have that do. kind of swag a little bit. So You, you bring back Haskins, you keep <laughs> Smith on the roster, and then you just don't tell anyone and you just change it every game. You know, you go, you you go like Heineke, and then Haskins, Haskins, and then Heineke Smith, and then Haskins Smith, and then Heineke, and it's just they can't game plan for it. Yeah, um, I want you to go ahead and um, let me ask you something. What 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 did you keep saying about Mike Evans on Saturday? When we uh, watched I I said he was a decoy, and every yeah. single time he caught the ball, I I yelled decoy. Yeah, he was the best. You know, the best decoys really <laughs> trick you into thinking Our, that they're productive uh, parts receiver. of the offense. Yeah, just 119 <laughs> yards. I mean, or there was the better. There was another great moment. I think. I don't know if you were watching. You might have been just stewing and looking at I your think phone. I, was, I think I was stewing. Yeah, and where you just kept saying how how Brady he can't throw it downfield or he's all that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, that's what you kept critiquing. And no, he, I, and he I could, pulled up, he could hear me saying it. And so he and just decided I, and to I, just twist the and knife And I pulled out bit. some, like, he's, he's like leading the NFL and like air yards and like all that. And, and depth of tar, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I know we got talking about Trubisky. I'm like, that's something you could mm-hmm. say about him. But then even though Trubisky has a higher average air yards, than Aaron Rodgers. Right, look, so, but, so, so but. let me let me let me address the, the Tom Brady in the room here. Um, Tom had a nice game. He had a very nice game. Yeah. He was not pressured at all, which I think is a big factor in him having a nice game. But that's not. I mean, I guess you can't take away the nice game from him for that. Doesn't um, Washington have a really good? They pass, do, pass but I mean, you were watching the game. Was he running for his life very much? I don't think he got sacked more than. No. Let's see here. Sacks. We got three total sacks okay. in the game. Yep. yep. So I mean, not none. That's still a decent but, amount. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And so I mean, he had he had a nice game, and we will see if he can continue to have nice games going down the stretch. I have backed off of my washed take. I did that on the last episode. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, not letting gonna, you. I'm not going to give him a full you. washed. In fact, here's what we're going to do. All right, I'm, I'm gonna we're we're gonna get to the divisional preview, but that is the washed <laughs> bowl. Oh yeah! So okay. we're gonna see who the loser of that game next week is officially washed, which means if Tom somehow loses and then probably has a nice season next year, I'm gonna have to sit here and call him washed a whole nother year. But one of these I, days I it's gonna happen. I, I I just need to. I mean, you have to acknowledge how ridiculous it is that he his arm, like his arm strength, has not diminished doesn't look like it's diminished at all and he's 43 years old i mean that's it's it's ridiculous tomatoes man just lack of tomatoes (laughs) yeah no heirlooms no heirloom tomatoes all right (laughs) air yards not heirlooms exactly (laughs) so let's move on to sunday um ravens titans so this kind of went how we said 
I want to say. Like, I, I was so happy. I had a I had an outside bet on the uh, the Titans, not because I wanted to, but I I was forced to in this situation, and so they they yeah. went up ten nothing, and I was like, oh my god, it's happening! The bad Ravens are here, and then, yeah. and then, the Ravens went on a what was it twenty twenty to three run. Yeah. Whew. So, so this one was it, the first quarter. I mean, it was very jarring. I was like, oh man, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then since after the first quarter, this is where the Ravens defense, who is probably like, honestly, probably playing, has been playing like the best in the NFL for the last handful of weeks now, it seems like. Yeah. Like they have, I, I they just completely shut down the Tennessee offense and yeah. Derrick Henry, non-existent. Well, so I have I have a theory about the Titans' offense that kind mm-hmm. of I, I was cooking up during this game. So there's always these people that you know, I, and I'm talking about this mainly from fantasy. That there are people out there. I'm going to talk about several nebulous groups of people, but there are people out there that say, "Oh, you can't trust Ryan Tannehill because Derrick Henry will take all of the touches and the points and the yards and all that stuff." And then mm-hmm. there are people that say, "No, that's stupid because." They can both produce at the same time. They've done it multiple times throughout the year. And those people are right. The thing that they forget to to say, though, they actually have it backwards. It's not either or. It's all or nothing. Ryan Tannehill rarely has a good game when Derrick Henry has a bad game. And it, yeah. that's, you know, when, when you face a good defense like the Ravens and they kind of sell out to stop Henry, you have to beat them through the air. And the Titans just couldn't do that either. Yeah. Yeah. I. And I, and I think it's this is a, a Lamar you know this 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 game we've we've both been kind of critical he's I've I've I'm still kind of this is a know. 2019 Lamar game yeah and and it's one of those things where he he has a thing you know he's 0 two in playoffs before this game and granted he's only had two appearances in two years one of them was his rookie year didn't look good last year. 14-2 Ravens lose to the Titans in the divisional round in shocking mm. um, fashion. And it's not like he didn't do well that game. He had a couple – he had turnovers, but he produced. He was threw a lot of yards. He ran a lot, and they still lost because um, Derrick Henry was Derrick Henry that game. And this game, you know, he, he starts out his career 0-3 in the playoffs. Um, that's not good. Like, that. that's when it becomes That's a, a narrative that it's hard yeah. to shake. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that he completely squashed it because he still needs to continue to to win. Um, but that like he did what he needed to do. I mean, that 48 yard run that he had, uh, it, it you you can't teach speed. Like he just, I'm like, oh wow, he's, he's gonna fast. get a good good amount. And then he just literally is like, oh no, he's just faster than everyone. He has a different gear. Well, the, yeah, there's, just, there's a Lamar Miller play where he he finds a gap and he gets into the secondary and because of the angle of the camera on the broadcast, you're like, Oh man, the safety is going to come down and Nope. Nope. And then he just goes right by, you know, cause once he gets in the secondary, he's so quick and he has such good vision that he can just take a line. You just mentioned the Texan great Lamar Miller. Lamar. Oh, well, I mean, (laughs) they're pretty much the same guy. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Miller, same thing. Um, no, I I think it, you're spot on with the the ten, the if Derrick Henry can't go in, Tannehill is it's it's he it's hard. It's not like he did bad. It's just they no, can't. and not to take away from him because he had a great season, but yeah, he can't do it on his own. 
I don't know. And I also, I also want to point out, um, Mike Vrabel, uh, you pride yourself on being aggressive and, um, you have Derrick Henry. You've proven that you want to just run him up, up in the middle, beginning the whole first half, the whole first three quarters of the game. Fourth quarter rolls around. You're losing because you keep running Derrick Henry on first down over and over and over and over. And then while losing in the second half, you punted on fourth and two from the Baltimore 40. And then you punted on fourth and two from the, your four, well, you're on the 44 yard line. What, what are you doing? Like, this is right after this, the drive that Justin Tucker just missed a 51 yard field goal. That doesn't happen. You don't mm-hmm. give it right back to him. And like, yeah, and, and I, I want to read you a stat oh. about that punt specifically. Oh, so yeah. they punted from the Baltimore 44th and 2, 10.06 remaining in the fourth while losing by four points. With a surrender index of 138.87, this punt ranks at the 100th percentile of cowardly punts during the 2020 season and the 99.92 percentile of all punts since 2009. This was an, quite literally an all-time cowardly punt. <laughs> I just... And uh, you just don't do that. Like, what has your defense showed you in the second half or since the first quarter that they're capable of stopping a sustained drive by the Ravens? Do they at least get three, which they ended up getting? Sure, you're only down by three at seven, but like your offense has been doing nothing. Well, you have to take your chances. I have a theory. I think he was scared of losing his penis. Um, I think that Again. was, I, well, he, it's still, it's valid. I mean, if they ever win a Super Bowl, I guess he's cutting his pit. Maybe it was just that year, but that was I my first was thought was like, he's, he's, he's thinking with his other head that wants Ugh. to stay on his body. Cause he did, he did make that promise last year. I, that's the only way I can explain gross. it. Yeah. Um, they the also... other note I had from this game, yeah. uh, Marquise Brown is good. If you throw now. the ball to him, I don't. He's he's good now. He he's he goes from stretches of being bad to yeah. being really good. He does. He's good at the moment. So throw him the ball. Like, do you want to know how many 100 yard receiving games he has this year? Like three or four, and they're all like in the last few weeks. No, he has two, and it was this last week and week one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> he had 101 yards week one. He had. 109 last week up yeah. until that point yeah i mean he's and he's been in the single digits twice since then i mean it's it's confusing i feel like he's talented i just don't know what's going on yeah i think they also titans you need someone else other than aj brown he's really really good but like Corey Davis is, is such he's a he's like he's so hot and cold. Yeah, he's he's kind of like Brown. Like he's the same yeah. kind of dude where sometimes like some days he'll get two touchdowns in 150 yards, and then the next day he won't get a target. I'm like, what is yeah? What what is going on here? So I it's, it's bad. I know he got hurt a little. I think he got hurt this game. That's why he had such little targets. But like mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you could look at the target share. Like you got two, two, three, three, a bunch of ones. Corey Davis had two, Tannehill had a target, and then 10 for A.J. Brown. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you, you need to have someone else out there. I, I don't know. Um, Ravens move on. Good for Lamar. Yeah, I, 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 the Titans may, like, 
have scored 40 points, like, of all the teams the most in the season, but they also have, like, a ton of games where they score 16 points, you know, 14 points, and and they're just so hot and cold, so... They're very volatile, like, you just don't really know... And I feel like that's a function of Derrick Henry, and so it's it's not surprising in this game facing a good run defense, and... Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's interesting. Let's move on to the second game, the afternoon game on Sunday. We have the number two. Is game the right word? I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't have fun. Isn't that what the number two Saints defeated the number seven Bears twenty one to nine? Although I wanna say like really it was like fourteen to three, like I I don't know. I feel like I don't I don't think there was thirty points scored. I I think you could tell me that there was like ten. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. I just, this is uh, yeah. I, the most fun I had during this game was when a Bears receiver got ejected for punching someone, and it was a different receiver this time, which was cool. Um, what I want to know what C.J. Gardner Johnson says. I like. I would pay. What does he say to them? I would pay an embarrassing amount of money for that mic'd up to just. He got. Because you know that there's an audio somewhere with at least some of it on, you know? Yeah, they have like, so many he microphones. Got Javon, he got Javon Wims, the first time they played, ejected mm-hmm. for that punch when he kind of sat and there. Javon Wims was so mad he dropped a touchdown this time. He was still just so oh, upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got Michael Thomas suspended, like, for team for punching him in the – well, really, it was like – what Malcolm Jenkins called him slant boy, yeah. which is hilarious. But I feel like he um, definitely did something after that. And he and was then, like, well, I yeah, can't and Gardner did something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then he gets Anthony Miller. He just like, what? he's like the greatest trash talker ever. There better be a prop <laughs> bet next season of like how many receivers will punch him in the face. this year. Yeah. <laughs> Over and under two know. and a half. So I don't, I, I was watching this game and this is this was tough because like I hate the Saints, um, but you also I don't, don't like, like the, the Bears. Bears. I, I don't like the Bears, but who who I, who I, would you have rather won? I guess the Bears. Over the, Bears? the Bears. Okay, yeah. Um, and like I was also getting conflicted because I'm like I know the Bears aren't going to beat the Packers next week. Then so it's I'm like I know the Saints. The Saints actually at least have a shot or a chance against you guys. So I'm like I I just. I don't know. There's a lot of things in that. It was wavering a bunch. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't think I've ever been more frustrated watching a game that did not involve the Vikings. Mm -hmm. Like I. The Bears are a frustrating team. From a pure like. Like like you you peered through the keyhole of like Bears fandom. It it is not a pretty picture. Like I. I I don't know what to say about this offense. (laughs) Like I, I. I'm like they just do things. Then I'm like, that makes zero sense. What are you doing? Like, why are you you're you're acting like you're winning 14 to three, and you're because you're calling these plays like it's so conservative. They threw it once. They threw it deep once on a trick play that should have been a touchdown, and they didn't try it again. They just didn't try throwing deep at all. And I'm like, what? That's that's what I'm telling you. And maybe depth of target is not the right stat specifically to critique Mitch on, but there has to be some sort of like. Because, you know, depth of target ends up being, like, seven yards or something like that. You know, guys average out to a Yeah, I guess that, you can look pace. at attempts, like, total attempts. But, you, but yeah, you can look at, like, 20-plus, maybe even, like, 30. Like, I'm talking deep shots. Yeah. It's got to be almost none. Because, like, yeah. I, I just – you can feel how much Matt Nagy doesn't trust Mitch to run any sort of offense that takes any sort of actual throwing ability. 
Yeah, and, and I just and the defense. I I don't understand why defenses that play the Saints with Drew Brees as their quarterback continue to give him ten yards to throw the ball. Like he cannot throw it past twenty yards, and if it is, it's a duck. It's wobbly. Like he's throwing slants and curls and outs of like ten or fifteen yards, and that's it. Anything and then, or less than that. Can't and I'm stop like, slant boy, dude. I mean, come I just, on. I, I, it, it's like teams don't watch fi- They watch film of the Saints like three years ago. They don't watch film <laughs> this year. And I'm like, do you do you, you have outdated film? Oh, it's, yeah, it's it's oh. weird. <laughs> It, it was and kind of interesting. The you know, penalties. The penalties oh was something. Gosh. The Bears looked like such a pack of undisciplined idiots in this game. Holy I mean, shit. all phases, I mean, offense, defense, and special teams were all getting in on the action. And that's part of that's coaching, part of that's culture. I feel like the Bears feel like they should be better. Like they think that they deserve to be better than they are, yeah. and they're really frustrated that they're not. And, and I will say, I hate this, the crew that was, that did this game. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I think that, that, that guy, just, he just, I don't know. I, I, that, he's been bad all year, his whole crew. And it's just, I, there were a couple things, like the interception, that was over, that was called interception, and they overturned it. I think that's bullshit. Like, I don't know. There's, there's lots of things that happen. And like that, the taunting on Cole Komet, when they got near the end zone, mm-hmm. like, come on. Like there were things where, cause I, I know that there are the NFL wants certain matchups. I get it. I'm not saying those calls screwed the bears because the bears screwed the bears. They, they didn't deserve to win this game, mm-hmm. but it was a very winnable game if they were somewhat competent. And I think, you know, Brady breeze is a lot better than, you know, the Bears limping their way to Lambeau for the third time or facing the Packers for a third time and probably getting annihilated and the yeah. Bucks playing the the Saints uh, or the, the, uh, the Bucks playing the Rams. Like, you know, I I don't know. I think that uh, the matchups are better the, this way. The, ma- for the sure. matchups more are better this way. And entertaining. Than, yeah. And I mean, if it's, you're a Bears fan, I, you know, statistically, it was not impossible for you guys to win the Super Bowl. However, functionally yeah oh, absolutely no could shot. you imagine hypothetically the bears just like accidentally fall into the super bowl against the you know the chiefs the bills any of those teams even the ravens and just like oh fuck <laughs> i mean it would be like it would imagine. be like the rex grossman bears when they when the when peyton mm-hmm. manning and the colts beat them yeah. it would have been like what are you how are you it would have required their defense to play unreal which they didn't i mean these guys are old they were without roquan smith Jalen Johnson, uh, who's been a very good rookie corner. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't have Darnell Mooney, who's probably their most dynamic outside of Allen Robinson on offense. Yeah, um, you could feel the Mooney loss, too, because if they yeah. were going to whims you know, early and often, and he just isn't quite isn't quite there. No, and and I, I think Anthony Miller was – that's a dumb move that he did. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you – I just – they kept shooting themselves in the foot, and it's just, like, so frustrating to watch a team like that. And I, I will tell you this. If the Vikings beat the Bears and we got into the playoffs at 8-8, eight and eight, I guarantee you it would have been a hell of a lot more entertaining of a game. We would have lost by probably, oh, like, two I, or three scores. Yeah, I guarantee But the score you. would – it would have been, like – 60 to 42 
Like yeah, it would have. You're, you're, you're just you're just points. changing the sliders on you know the the Bears Vikings side of that yeah. equation to just you're cranking the offense up and you're cranking the defense down. So yes, it would have been more exciting for sure. Absolutely, a lot more slime zones, <laughs> a lot more slime zones. We also got a um, uh, hard f bomb on the hot mic on Nickelodeon. So there's a first time for everything. Yeah. That was weird. Like, I kind of flipped back and forth the Nickelodeon one. And, like, I like some of the things. I thought Nate Burleson did a really good job of kind of, like, dumbing it down because football is, like, the most complicated thing in the world. Like, we've been watching for our whole lives. And that's that's something that I didn't really think of. I'd heard a bunch of people talking about, oh, it's going to be on Nickelodeon, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, like, that's interesting. I'm curious to see what they do with that. But I never thought about, like, oh, they're going to have to explain, like, everything that happens. Yeah. So, it kind of ruined it, you know, in terms of me actually enjoying that broadcast because it's he, just. He ugh. did have a point. He did have a, a a thing where he talked about why Trubisky was benched in the year. Um, oh, kind of no. explaining why that was. He said, you know, Mitch getting benched is kind of like when your parents ground you. You know, they're doing it, you know, so you can learn because from they your love mistake. You. <laughs> no, you, see, you can learn from your mistake. And when you then you can come back better than before, and they, and so you 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 know you learn your lesson kind of a thing. And I was like, all right, I mean, yeah, that's that's fair. Like it's, I guess, like it's okay. it's fair, but at the same time, if Foles had done great, then he would have been you know grounded forever. Well, but, yeah, for sure. And I I don't know. I think Trubisky I'm just so curious. The, the MVP, um, oh, yeah. the Nickelodeon valuable player or whatever it was, and, most MVPs of all time, any player. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Youngest and most ever in the Super Bowl and, era. There may have been yeah. some before. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I don't know. The Bears. I'm so curious Bears. to see if Mitch comes back next year. I really. Yeah. They I they hope announced that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are both coming back for the next for at least through 2022. I think. So. Uh, so there's that Bears fans, and they kept you guys saying get a that, couple of years to just you can check out. Like I, I'm I'm giving you permission, Bears fans, to just you can just. You can check out. You can come back in you know yeah. in a couple of years and there will be no judgment. I don't know how Allen Robinson comes back. I oh don't, no I don't. way! They're the oldest team like on defense, especially. I don't know. They're a mess, dude. It's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Rest, rest in peace, Bears. See ya. See ya. Never. All right, last game. The this Browns. one was. <laughs> oh, buddy. I am. I am so. I've never been happier to be wrong. Like, oh, same. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The number six Browns defeat the number three Steelers 48 to 37 when their head coach, their offensive line coach, were sitting at home. Uh, and, and that score is not doing justice. No, because they jumped out a to a 28 to nothing lead. At halftime, it was 35 to 7. 35 10 at half. 10, but yeah, whatever, they got, yeah. They got that garbage three points at the end of the as mm-hmm. half closed. But, I mean,. Jesus. I mean, the first play of the game, and you you weren't watching at this point. No, I, I, I was texted driving. you I about it. it, and you were like, what happened? I'm like, dude, you are not going to believe what just happened. <laughs> Snap the ball. The Browns, baby. Over Big Ben's oh. head, into the end zone. And it was a quintessential, like, oh, shit. And, like, the offensive guy, like, probably could have fallen on it, but didn't. And it, it was, oh, I just love when stuff like that happens. It's so fun. And, and I, I just, I mean, the Browns were... They're doing it without, you know, the the fact that they they won this game 
like everything seemed to kind of conspire against them. You know, they haven't had, Od- they remember Odell Beckham Jr. is still a thing and he oh. hasn't been on this team. Um, Jarvis right. Landry stepped up really well. Hooper mm-hmm. had a good game. Um, Rashad Higgins uh, kind Ch- of Chubb is awesome. Well. Chubb is very awesome. Oh, he's very uh, good at football. And oh yeah, Kareem Hunt. Uh, he just can't be tackled, I guess. Yeah, also I, pretty I, good at football. I, I just could think, you like, imagine the Chiefs still at Kareem Hunt? Oh my gosh, dude, <sighs> dude. I don't know. Well, like think about that. It'd be like Kareem Hunt, and they probably wouldn't have drafted. They probably well, they might have drafted. DH. They might have drafted him because like. I don't Maybe, know. Maybe, I guess. They, I don't know. They, they do multiple running backs, but that'd be scary. I, I don't know. They're, they're still scary. But, I mean, Baker Mayfield, not being sacked once, he dropped back 34 times, not being sacked. I mean, with the, against this defensive line. This, the, this, the, this is a punch-in-the-mouth game. You know, we've talked about it a couple times throughout the year, you know, like Packers-Bucks, Bucks-Saints. And it, it was a punch-in-the-mouth game that then in the second half they did recover a little bit because it is a playoff game, so there is this... You know, you don't just give up and say, fuck it, we'll just go to next week because there is no next week. So they did, you know, kind of mount a comeback. But you can tell the whole first half the Steelers just looking around like, what? What just happened? Like, someone explained it to me. And, yeah, they just looked lost. I think, and this is a problem that they've had um, lately, really pretty much since they went 11-0. Like, a lot of it, you Mm -hmm. could say the whole season, but... 11 when they went 11 and 0 and then they've ended up finishing the season 1 and 4 um now 1 and 5 obviously well, and over um, that course you know even over the whole second half of the season their defense had some injuries but also just kind of kind of collapsed a little bit and they really yeah, completed well, that, that that's this, that's this the game. thing defense is no matter how good your defense is they will tire they need to stay off the field and if the mm-hmm. offense continually three and outs or short drives and have to go right back out there like that. I mean, that that's going to happen. Like the 2017 Vikings, we had like one of the best defenses definitely on this side of the year 2000. Um, I mean, in, in quite some time. And it's just, if you don't have a consistent plan offense, at least to sustain drives, no matter how good your defense is going to be, it's going to, it will tire. It mm-hmm. will fail at some point. And this game was, they they typically are able to get away with their slow starts because their offense isn't like throwing the ball away and giving teams short field position. Oh man, um, How, was that four turnovers for Big Ben this game? Uh, well, I, I don't three? know. Three? It was at least three. Uh, I'm yeah, not he had, sure. he had yeah. four. He had four picks. He ended with. Um, oh, so his so bad. He and there, and some of these throws were just. Uh, he would not see guys like he gave up one on that pick six. Like he didn't even see talking talking. They, they were, were Farvesque, like towards the end of Farv's career. Like oh I yeah, mean, there were some real bad looking ones. It wasn't you know tip ball. I guess it, well, I guess it wasn't a, a pick six or a it was deep ball that you know they just kind of the defender undercut or anything like that. I mean it was it was gross stuff. It was linebackers. It was yeah, and and I bad. think you know the fact that again they continue that they cannot have. A running game at all um at they become all and, and and to be fair in a game like this when you're down 28 nothing in the end of the first you can't really run the ball anymore you kind of just be like well we gotta just throw it and that's they true it. but but their offense is just it's had these issues the whole season and so i mean if you're a steelers fan and you had aspirations of the super bowl i, I mean like i said to, you know to the bears like it's possible but at the same time I think we could pretty much all agree at this point the Steelers are the worst 11 and 0 team ever. 
Oh, like, for they sure. had so many problems that I think people just, just gave them a pass for because they kept winning. And and they were they were I we were saying all kind of year you know they were they were extremely fraudulent like I mean mm-hmm. like they weren't you know wi- like I don't know and I love how Juju Smith Schuster and Dude, Chase Claypool they, they gotta trade Juju he's like he's talking he's dancing on logos like I will I will clarify his comment about saying the Browns are still the Browns or like the same uh, nameless face or uh, gray gray faces um, that is something that. Tomlin says about being like it, it's basically meaning that you know whether the Browns are 0-16 or 16-0 we're going to be treating them the exact same and it's like it, it, it got taken out of context I think but also he's he's still dancing on logos and TikTok dancing and that's not good yeah but, and, but if Juju wasn't that way I don't think it would have been taken you know in the same light and so right, yeah no and sure. I think that there definitely was a little bit of like they're still the Browns you know like that that, that yeah. definitely wasn't absent even if it may no. have been you know exaggerated well, that's Chase Claypool he defended that uh of Juju's comments he clarified it and then he also then goes on after this game and says <laughs> doesn't matter like you know they're still gonna get the Browns are still gonna get clapped it was a bad loss but the Browns are gonna get clapped next week well, and so, it's so like let, let me let me. I have salty. two parts to this. Salty. Um, that's salty and kind of lame. Uh, part two. Y- y- yeah, you're 100 percent right, but still salty. Yeah, because the Browns. I mean, we'll get into the divisional preview, you know, in the future. But the uh, the Browns will not win. I would put everything I own on that because interesting. You cannot win after a miracle. We've seen this. Would you a call that a million times? Twenty-eight to nothing. I'd call that a miracle. I, I know, Browns but like, first win against a division rival in the playoffs in a billion years. Your coach is in his basement. There are extenuating circumstances, and you know, you know the final score. There wasn't like really one specific play, but I count that in the miracle department. And I don't think that the Browns are going to be able to come out with the fire next week to beat the Chiefs. I'm not saying they'll be blown out, but you cannot win after a miracle. So. Yeah, you know, I, I, I suppose. Um, Roethlisberger, forty-seven to sixty-eight, five hundred one, four touchdowns, four picks, not sacked, but like, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's uh, his arm is like, not gone. You can say no, that about him. He's but a not, lot of that's against a prevent. A lot of yeah. that's against can a prevent kind of soft defense. They're giving them the yards. Um, I don't know. I thought the Browns did a great job of when there was a moment. When I think it was uh, 35-23 going into the fourth, um, they had a chance. The Steelers kind of had a chance, but then that's where they threw some more interceptions or threw another interception, and the Browns uh, went on. I think that's when Chubb broke off the 40-yard touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, they, they slammed the door. The door kind of creaked open a little bit, and they just slammed it shut. So like that's yeah, what yep. that's what you need to do in games like this. Um, you get a lead keep it don't let a team crawl you know claw their way back into it um i also want to comment out here uh mike tomlin you're down 12 points at home in the fourth quarter of a playoff game he has a fourth and one at his 46 (laughs) he has to score twice and not allow another score and he decides to punt not only for that but it's a touchback and also, um, if you're going to try to draw a defense off sides, leave your offense on the field. 
Why why was, is a defense going to jump <laughs> on a hard count from a punt at midfield? Like we're only what? up twelve points. We really got to block this punt, guys. <laughs> They're not going to jump. Like I just I was watching with my dad. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> like what? This is another this is a aggressive kind of big guy. weekend oh. for for some coaches. Punt, just punt purists just are rejoicing. Punt purists out there are loving it. They're like, suck it, analytics. This is the smart move. It's like, well, no. That comes back to the Steelers can't get a yard. They don't think Whoa, they like, can, and they're probably right. I mean, they still should have tried. Like, but. I feel like at that point, take take the, the five-yard penalty. Have Give yourself six, because clearly you can't get a yard. Yeah, the, the one is too lost. intimidating. you gotta got to get some space from it. Yeah, throw like a, an out route to Deontay. I don't know. They're just... Having said that, I've heard some rumbles about ooh, like they should fire Tomlin. They're not going to fire Tomlin. They're not going to. Tomlin could go four and twelve. They're not going to fire Tomlin. The Steelers yeah. they don't fire coaches. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just think it's, 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 it's bad. I don't it's gonna like it. It's going to be a long and weird off season for the Steelers. Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> Let's go into our preview of the divisional round. Oh, buddy. <sighs> All right, so we got two chronological order. Yeah, yeah, two Saturday games, two Sunday games. Starting off at three thirty-five Central Time on Fox, we got the number six Rams traveling to the number one Packers. Uh, Do you have the scores up, or do you want me? You want to try to guess the line here? Have you already seen it? Um, I haven't seen it. I'm gonna say Packers five minus five. Okay, what do you think over under is? Over under, I would put it at forty-eight point five. All right, line is six and a half for Green Bay. Over okay. under forty-five and a half. Uh, so pretty close. Yeah, pretty um, close. Um, it, it's this is gonna be. I'm 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 nervous. Yeah. Because on one hand. I don't know. The, the Rams offense is shut up. Shut the fuck up. Um, the Rams Packers offense is uh, it like is, is hobbled a little bit. Goff is still in a hundred percent. I don't think he'll be a hundred percent still. Um, you know, in terms of throwing the ball. Having said that, the running attack is really good. They got good you know weapons for him and McFay's you know good offensive game plan. So I don't know if that will be a huge factor. Honestly, Goff has never been you know a prolific sling it all over the field most weeks kind of guy anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and the run defense has been a little suspect this year. On the other side of the ball, you have Aaron Donald versus Aaron Rodgers and Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. And those two matchups are what this will probably, you know, this whole matchup will hinge around. Mm-hmm. And I'm concerned. <laughs> Not because I think that Rodgers, you know, w- will play like shit. I just think that Donald is really, 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 really good. Well, and the other guys too, you know, Leonard Floyd. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's Malik Brockers, or is that what his name is? I don't know, Michael Be- Brockers. Because the hit um, on the Packers this whole season has been that they can't hold up against a top tier defense, and this is I, the top tier defense. Yeah, I mean, in the NFC for sure, I'd say. Yeah, um, and it's it makes me nervous. And I, I don't, I've also heard a lot of talk about the Ramsey versus Devontae. What, what is your prediction on how that's going to go? I'm curious. Yeah, I, I think um, uh, I, I don't know. I because I, I really like Devontae hasn't faced a corner like Ramsey this year. 
because uh, Ramsey's probably one of, I don't know, maybe two or three, maybe corners that truly do follow the number one. Mm-hmm. Um, like the They're whole a dying game. Breed, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got Gilmore maybe, and then Tredavious White, I would think. Yeah. And then other than that, there really aren't because like a lot of other ones like you know Jair's not in man a whole lot nope. all the time like they are you know the Rams are well, just the fact that you follow instead of just you know yeah. I'm over on this side kind of thing yeah right and, and you know they're more a lot of zone corners are kind of the norm now um so I I'm very curious to see what he does I, I think I think the Packers are going to do a better job of say than the Seahawks of getting you know guys open because they have to because Devontae you know, yeah, he's I, really the only real passing receiving threat. I'm, I'm uh, going to give Tanya you a wrinkle. maybe, mm-hmm. but, but not uh, really that. I was going to say, Nowhere I'm going like to give you a wrinkle for this game, okay? Mm-hmm. This is this is the indicator of whether or not the Packers lose, in my opinion. If Aaron Jones has a touchdown and over 100 yards from scrimmage, I think the Packers win this game. Because mm-hmm. if the running attack is successful... You know, the rest of the offense opens up. The pass rush can't be as aggressive. You know, yada, yada, yada. Easier to pass the ball. I really think that that will be kind of the benchmark. And so, I, I don't know. I'm just... that That's what I would kind of look for. I mean, obviously, I think the Packers could get this game done without Devontae, even if Ramsey... You know, if Ramsey shuts him down, they have... Yeah. You know, they can spread the ball around to the running backs, the tight ends, the other receivers, and kind of, uh, ho- hopefully in that order, and kind of get other people involved. But it's going to have to be a balanced attack, and it's going to have to be a perfect game plan against a really good defense. So I just pulled this up while you're looking, because I was curious. What they're, we know they're a good pass defense team, because I, uh, their other corner, um, like Jarius Jackson, I think his name is, or something right. like that, Yeah. Um, he had the pick six against Russell. Um you know, he's a very other, he's a very good corner too. So, mm-hmm. um, or a CB two. but I looked at their run defense. They're fourth in the NFL, yeah. um, in run defense. I mean, they, they, their last three, they've given up 93 yards. That well, includes it's that, it's that defense 136. Darius yeah, Williams is who you're talking about. And, and something to note too, Darius Williams, Darius yep. Williams. That's what it is. Or Darius, Darius, Darius Williams. Um, at home, they've given up 99.2 run uh rushing yards against them is a team obviously uh and away 89.1 yeah um so i i i think i i think you're right on that like it's it's gonna require a lot and um also shout out brandon staley i don't think we've ever mentioned him he's the defensive coordinator for them 38 year old defensive coordinator sean mcveigh went and sought him out he found him from the the broncos uh he was a linebacker coach i think for them and mm-hmm. he wanted him to be his defensive coordinator for the Rams this year. And he, he yeah, worked. I, I, he will be, an, if he wants to be, he will be an NFL head coach at some point in the near mm-hmm. future. Um, and I know, yeah, he has a, it's a embarrassment of riches over there, but still like you got to still product to paper or paper to product, you know, you got to yeah. still produce. So I, I think it's going to hinder on, and it's going to be a hard game for the offense. It's a huge test for the Packers' offense. Probably their biggest mm-hmm. um, of the season. I'd even say that over the Bucks because the Bucks' defense is so hot and cold, I think. 
Um, yeah, that's very true. I think we'll get to that, you know, later on when we talk this, about other games. But the, it's going to hinder is if McVeigh can call a game, like call the game of his season, basically, because he's going to have Goff with one thumb. Hmm. Uh, Cam Akers, who's kind of coming back, he had a good game last week. He could have a, he should be a huge focal point in this offense. And getting guys like Robert Woods involved early, you know, because Jair is probably going to be, you know, there's he's really this focal point of your pass defense. But oh, yeah, for they sure. have they have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, um, you know, they who one of them is going to be probably not have a great game. But if they can get them both kind of mix them around, I mean, basically have to call a good game. I do yeah. think the Packers are probably going to be fine at home. You know, L.A. team going to Lambeau. Well, I see. I, I just looked it up because I just thought of it and I'm curious. So the forecast, granted, it's a couple of days out and this is, you know, just a regular weather app. It's not very detailed, but. High of 34, low of 21, cloudy with no precipitation, which is a factor. I mean, the fact that there's no snow is, I I would say, advantage Rams in that department because the Packers are a lot more used to playing on snow than the Rams are. And so, I mean, the the temperature will still be a factor as well, but I don't see it being – it's also not a night game. Uh, There will be 6,000 fans in the stands, but that's not – a crazy, you know, number no. to make a huge difference. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I'm very nervous, but you know, like you said, I mean, there, I can see the Packers winning this game. I don't think that, you know, there's no hope, but I also, I, I mean, I, I, I saw a lot of people like, Oh, it's a gimme Goff's hurt. I'm like, it's not a gimme at all. No. And it's stupid and to I, say that. I think if, if Rogers has time, if they, if they can't generate pressure, the Rams, you guys will win. Like no problem. I think you, you that's going to hinder on, and if, if if Rogers is able to sit back and throw, at some point coverage will break down, and so if he gets if he gets pressure in his face like the Bucks, then you'll I would say you might be in trouble, but I think you guys are going to be fine. I think it's going to come down to MVS, and we're going to have to flip a coin on which MVS <laughs> we get. Jeez, and, um, and we right. flip, flip the coin every play. It's not just one coin; it's every single time the ball comes near, he has to flip a coin. All right, next game uh, on Saturday. Uh, oh, also, I want to point out, um, I won't be able to watch, I think, a good chunk of this game because I have uh, something going on on Saturday during the afternoon, or at least around that time, I think. But I fan. want you to – no, no. I want to warn you here. The last time I didn't watch a Packers playoff game, NFC Championship game last year. Uh, I saw that update. How did that go? I forgot. I, I, I super didn't have. I, I, I didn't just, have service when I where I was. That was so And long I got ago. service, and I saw the updated score. So I think you want me to probably watch the game, but it's, I can't. It's not seared into my memory, so I don't even remember what happened. Mm, um, right. I assume it was bad. Probably, <laughs> probably a bunch of rushing yards by some guy whose name still makes some, me upset some kind of unknown at the time kind of like you know Mahim roaster or something yeah to some other nfc west team well the rams are the only nfc west team that haven't kicked us out of the playoffs in the last 10 years so mm. i don't know man we could complete the set if we got the infinity gauntlet <laughs> of nfc west teams nice um yeah, all right great. next game uh 7 15 Saturday night, Ravens number six Raven or number five Ravens traveling to number two Bills. Uh, I'm excited for line, this game. Wine is Buffalo's two and a half point favorite over under fifty. Yeah, this is like opposite offensive teams against oh, each yeah. other. 
Yeah, this, Very is, this is Batman and the Joker. This is like, you know, they, they are the complete opposite of each other. And I, I'm very excited to see, because I think it really depends. If the if the Bills get out to an early lead, I, I, I don't see them giving that up to, you know, a run first Ravens team. Yeah. But if the Ravens get out to an early lead, because the Bills have kind of been starting slow these last couple of games, and the Bills get to try to come back and throw the ball a whole bunch... I think that'd be really fun to watch. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I worry about the Bills based on how they did last week. Mm-hmm. I thought they would roll a little more. They didn't look that that great. And like I said, the lack of balance, it's, I think it's well, going to be their and, downfall. And, and when you look at, you know, the Ravens versus the last opponent that the Bills had, the Colts, you know, mm-hmm. what, what are what are their hallmarks? They have, you know, uh, a good, a, a kind of a rushing offense they have a good defense. They're they're like the next you know Pokemon evolution. They're the next video game boss that comes after the Colts because they just have like one new move and it's a Lamar Jackson. And it's a really right. good move, but like it's kind of the same team, just better. And so I mean the Bills, you know, did not whip the Colts. Like it it was it was a game, and I'm very curious to see if they can step their game up a little bit and beat the Ravens here because. I think the Ravens are sneaky, these whole playoffs. Oh, I feel like people kind I, of yeah. writ, wrote them off, like, middle of the season. Yeah, I I literally think that they're just going to – I mean, I thought they were going to blow up, you know, at least cause some chaos a little bit in these playoffs. Like, they're – because they're the wild card. They don't mm-hmm. – literally the wild card. But, like, they're – you don't know what you're going to get with them. And I think if they, if they hit, you know, they come into a game hot and they are able to do what they want to do, it could really – bring some big teams down. Um, yeah, I agree. Just just because their defense is playing unbelievable. And Lamar's been back to more 2019 Lamar than 2020 Lamar. Well, that's, that's uh, something huge, too, is which Lamar right. shows up. Right. Um, all right, go to Sunday. Number six Browns going to the number one Chiefs. Kansas City, a whopping 10-point favorite. Over-under is 57. Uh, don't overthink it. <laughs> this yeah. is the Chiefs. Yeah, it's a two hundred five. I don't game. think it's in a blowout. I think the Chiefs no. will score, but you think I the Browns just, will score? or I think the Browns. I think they'll <laughs> score. I was going to say, but, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I think the Chiefs are going to put up some points this week. It's a hot take. Oh, um, very hot. But yeah, I I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But I don't think the Browns have much of a chance, mm-hmm. given my miracle uh, rule and. You know the Chiefs being the Chiefs, I just I really don't see it. Yeah, I I think it might. I think the Browns are going to come out hot in the first quarter. Not as not nearly as hot as the uh, they did last week, but I think it's going to be like. You know, I would not be surprised if it's like a 14-14 first quarter, or a mm-hmm. you know ten ten first quarter, something an even first quarter. Uh, but then I I just think that the Chiefs they they won't be able to keep up, and I think. And I think the only reason it's going to be close is because maybe the Chiefs might start off a little slow. They might have an opening three and out or something because, you know, they haven't played in a week um, or have a whole week off. And uh, their offense hasn't been in as big of a rhythm as we would have liked maybe. But I I just think that their talent will, you know, Mahomes will Mahomes. And I don't know. Yeah, I think that looks right. And I saw some kind of stat. I'm trying to find it again here, but I don't think I'm going to. But, I mean, the Chiefs this season, if every game ended at halftime, if there was no second half, I think they'd be like 10-6. and six. They would be yeah. 
they would not have won their division. The Chargers would have done that. Wow. It, it, it's interesting. So I think we might we might be in front of their Chiefs start slow and then take over in the second half like we saw. The exact same thing last year. Yeah. Um, Browns, I, I think the future is bright for them. I mean, Stefanski is definitely the guy. I think they can he can work with Baker as, as much as he needs to until he sees, like, a guy that he truly, really – like loves in the draft or something or at some point, mm. but I think they'll, I mean, they'll be fine. I, I think that, you know, they're out of the, they're out of the cellar, out of the basement, I think. Yeah. Cause this was their, their win. And we didn't really talk about this when we we're going over it, but you know, going up against the Ravens and the Steelers, even this year when the Browns were, you know, threatening and, you know, kind of more, more intimidating than they've been in the past. It was still like like Big Brother, you know, and it was like you think yeah. you have a chance and you go in and Big Brother kind of like, OK, no, and just dunks on you. And yeah. they finally got over that hump. And so I think going forward, that's not going to be nearly as big of a deal. Right. And, and like and fans and the team, you know, Steelers would always say that it would say regardless of the record, if they don't beat them, like they'd be like, we're, we're still on top until you dethrone us. And so and I think. I think we'll be seeing that just from the Steelers kind of transitioning, especially with their quarterback at some point here. Cause Mason Rudolph, sorry, he ain't it. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's, it's very, it's interesting to see. And I like, I like seeing the Browns. I don't want to see a team that's just, just stuck in being just awful forever. Like that's not fun. You want to see some parody. Yeah, um, but no, yeah, I, I, agree. I think Chiefs win this. All right. All right. Last game of divisional round weekend. Is the at 5:40 on Sunday the number five Bucks going down to New Orleans against the New number Orleans. two Saints? Line is only the Saints three point favorite, so basically a split. Um, over under 52. I think that's uh, fair. Yeah, I, I think it's it's fair to give the. I would be weird to have it even. Um, I think it's a very fine split to have. The Bucks have been kind of firing on all cylinders. It feels like on offense. The Bucks have definitely um, gotten hot in the last couple yeah. weeks. Um, this and is it, the old like man bowl, by the way. Yeah. And also the washed is, bowl. This is a lot of bowls. This is the probably the last time we see Brady Roger or Brady Breeze. Um, we didn't really mm-hmm. get much of it, I and mean, it was always something that we. I mean, we did obviously twice this year, but normally, you know, with Brady being in the AFC, Breeze being in the NFC, we don't get to see it that often. But now this year, we've been we've had three. So. Um, Breeze took the first two. It's not like he, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's. Yeah, Breeze I, has the I, edge all time, five to three. Yeah. Uh, outscoring Brady by 7.9 points per game. Yeah. And and I just think it's. I, I, I've i been harping on the Saints kind of for most of the season. Um, I, I just think that the Bucks win this. I don't think it's hard. It's hard to beat a team three times in one season, let alone it being Tom Brady. A lead team. So, I and I. Th- this is a cop out. I just I do not know what to make because I want to say the Bucks, but I keep thinking about the thirty-eight the to three times. game. It, yeah. it just and it like it didn't even look that hard the first two times. And I feel like whatever the Saints do on defense, they know the Bucks since they're division rivals so well that they mm-hmm. are able. They are uniquely able to excel against the Bucks. And I'm not sure if that's just a coincidence that I'm looking at these past games and it's not indicative of what's going to happen in the future, but I have a hard time definitively saying I think the Bucks are going to win. 
I think this game will be the best game of the week by far. I think so too. I I think it's going to be competitive. I don't, I don't see a blowout either direction. I, Mm -hmm. you know, prove me, I guess I've been proven wrong before. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, like, I don't know, who would you rather face? Because you obviously play the winner of this game if you guys beat the, uh, when you guys beat the Rams. I think I'd rather play the Saints in Lambeau if, you know, if if the Packers advance and you're looking at Bucks or Saints in Lambeau. I mean, I, I see, you know, I, I could see a victory to either team. I could see a loss to either team. I don't think anything's a slam dunk. Having said that, Drew Brees outside, probably a little bit, you know, better to play against than you know, Tom, the winter juggernaut, as you like to call him, uh, off air. I don't think I've ever said that. No, ever. I think you say it all the time. I don't think I've ever said those words. I've, I've I just, I it. just think you forget that he played outside for like 20 years. He's a Florida boy now. When you move out of a cold region, it takes a long time to reacclimate. You can't just come back for one weekend and be like, oh, I'm back. I don't it think you uh, your soul. So you're trying to tell me that Aaron Rodgers lives in the Green Bay area? No, but all he's got like the preseason. He breathes the air, you know. It's, the preseason, it's hot. It's what are you whole, talking about? Yeah, but it's the it's same. Not, air. It's only cold for a couple of months. Of the, it's, it's like it's, it's hot, cold, cold, cold air though. It's coming off the <laughs> lake. It's it's a whole thing. And <laughs> no, <laughs> I love when you try to find like he like goes to like, California in the off season. What are you I, talking about? I, I love about? when you apply like a reason. <laughs> to, to my takes like but kevin the evidence and i'm like oh no 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 no, no. Oh, i'm no, well no, no, beyond no. evidence sir as you're lifting up this rug that has so many things <laughs> underneath it you're just sweeping everything you're like no no no, no. I, get that I fact am... out of here exactly uh, the the rug uh, is, is more of a topper on the mess at this point it, it is a mound it's a fountain <laughs> under there it's a, it's a three-dimensional rug <laughs> I but just... I, but but I mean I, I, I'm not wrong though. I mean you would agree that Br- Breeze would be a much better matchup. In, oh, for sure. In the I cold think weather. I'd rather. Yeah. I, I mean I've 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 said the Saints were. I've been saying they're not been a good team. The the only uh, thing you know. that worries me about a potential Saints matchup is Kamara, because he could still be effective in a cold weather situation. Breeze getting the ball, uh, and he, I mean he's awesome. And the Bucks have, you know, Fournette, who's okay, but he's not great. And so if you shut down Brady, I think you shut down the Bucks. If you shut down Breeze, you know, to a certain extent, they can work around that because they have been all year. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think that <sighs> Kamara is interesting with me because I think he is best suited when he doesn't have to shoulder the load. That's where he gets up his yards. Like he gets, mm-hmm. I feel like he, not garbage time yards, but like, if he is if he is the sole focus or has to be the sole engine of that offense, he doesn't do well because he's not a pure running back. He's a he's a he's very good, I, but I just don't. He's not a guy like he's not like a Derrick Henry or a Dalvin Cook where he it has to be the engine and like teams know it, but he and he can still kind of produce. Like I just I don't know. I I think he he's a complimentary kind of a player. Like he does better when he has other like pressure taken off him a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. He's a very, I mean, he's still very productive, usually most of the time when he does, but... Yeah, I guess I at the end of the day, I mean, I, I almost just said at the end of the day I won't be cheering for either side because I, I, I don't really see a huge... I think they're both, you know, potent teams, but I, I will be cheering for the, the Saints just because I... 
You know, I and just you're, hate and Leonard you're, Fournette so much. And you're that, afraid. You're afraid of the implications of the slander you've been. You having know what? I hope the Bucks win. Season. I hope the Bucks and oh. the Packers win. And I hope that I can finally put this to rest. I hope Tom Brady throws eight interceptions. I, yeah, I was going to say you 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 rooting for the Saints or rooting for the Bucks to lose and kind of all this. So you're, it seems like you're just been trying to avoid a, a playoff I'm, showdown. I'm, no, no, I'm not afraid. I want it to happen now. You're right. Mm-hmm. You 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 called me and you're right. It, Tom Tom sucks. He's trash. <laughs> and if he did win this game, which he won't because he's trash, then he would get destroyed in Lambeau Field next week. So, oh God, you <laughs> take all of the football gods. I have the, the the biggest like dumb smile on my face because I'm like, he is literally just yelling at the gods like, "Smite me, oh mighty one!" <laughs> like you just, oh yeah, I just did a Bruce Almighty. But at the same time, if this like, if this doesn't happen. I'm basically positioning myself where I can either ditch my superstition entirely or just crippling superstition and anxiety the rest of my life. This, <laughs> yeah. this happens. So one way or the other, I'm going to, I'm going to get off the fence in terms of, you know, superstitious or a little stitious. Oh, I, I love it. I just love that you, you did that. <laughs> so now we just will always have, I can cut this. that whole thing too. I'm no, going to upload this. You You're can't. never going to know. We need to have like, this, you know, Content for the content. Of course. Oh, all right. Well, that's going to do our divisional preview. Um, last things before we go. It's been a long one, but fairly, fairly well. Doug Peterson. We hardly knew ye. Um, I think we, I think we knew ye pretty well. Yeah, it's just it, three years ago we had a Super Bowl, and you're fired. Life comes at you fast. They literally have a statue of him outside Lincoln. <laughs> uh the stadium, Lincoln Bank, I think it's called. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that sounds wow. right. It's wow. And and again, Howie Roseman just ducking under all the shots. Just mm-hmm. he's not at to blame. It's someone else. Nope. It's apparently, Doug Peterson wanted all the mistakes. It's like you're the GM, dude. I think you have the final say. But okay. Yeah, um, was, so now that means, fault. now that 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 makes it. There are seven head coaching openings. Um, Jacksonville, the Chargers, New York Jets, the Falcons, Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, and now the Eagles. I, I think the Eagles are are they the worst one? I, I think they are. I I really think they are. And we were talking about this before recording today. I think the Bears kept Nagy because they don't want to be the eighth team and be now the worst situation. I think the Eagles are currently the worst. Because yeah. um, a lot of these other teams have tons of draft capital, promising well, young quarterbacks, well, me, like maybe the teams not that are, the Texans. The teams but... that have head coaching openings is Jacksonville, the number one pick, the Jets, the number two pick. It would have been number three, Houston, but they traded that to Miami. Um, number four, but they still have Atlanta. Deshaun Watson at, yeah, the, moment. at the moment. Uh, number four, Atlanta. Number six, Philly. And number seven, Detroit. So it's like... Basically, but, but other Detroit than Cincinnati, Detroit. but that's a full rebuild too, at least. You'd, yeah, you'd kind think. of. I, I mean, don't know. You're not like starting over with. I don't know. Philly I, and Detroit are clearly the worst two. I guess you can order it however you want. I guess probably the best would be Jacksonville, just because you get the number one. You'll have Trevor Lawrence and a ton of cap space. 
they're going to have $74 million in cap space for next season. Yeah, so I, I think they, the top three probably goes, I, I don't know, Jacksonville or the Jets, you know, one and two, because the Jets have a lot of draft capital. Chargers, I would put, I, I put Chargers. And then two. Chargers, those three are the best Herbert, three. Yeah. With Herbert, I, and you still have like 20, it says you have 29 million in cap space. So it's like you can still do that. The Jets have a shit ton to get. I mean, they have 71 million and obviously yeah. the number three pick. So it's like, or the number two pick. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, not bad. They really aren't aren't horrible spots except for the Eagles just because and they're old. Philly. Yeah, the Eagles are old and they don't really have. I mean, Jalen Hurts is good? Question mark? I don't question know. Mark, question mark. Really to tell. Question mark, yeah. really to tell. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, shout out Broncos for hiring our assistant GM, George Payton. That sucks. Uh, I don't know why we keep teams keep poaching our guys. Like, what are we showing that like, uh, I just want to have a look at, look at Stefanski, that schmuck, his team is best when he's not even, no, I know, but like, like, we went seven and nine this year. Come on. Why are you taking front office guys? Uh, two words for you. They both start with a J. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. They, we have a, (laughs) we tend to. We've actually draft well. It's just we can't draft. There's a reason nobody's poaching the guy that drafted Jalen Rager. All right. (laughs) Fair. That's fair. Um, I just still it's annoying. Um, all right. Well, that's gonna do it. I think our wild card recap and divisional round preview. Uh, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Third and Forever Football Podcast presented by Ten Thousand Takes. You can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10,000 takes or 10K takes, uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at third underscore forever 10K. Links to Kevin and Mai's profile on that. Um, we post all our episodes, so you can find it there on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you just type in third and forever. Um, I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, final words. Washed bowl. <laughs>